Welcome to the Screw It Podcast with the Joneses, Carlos and Jordan Jones. If you've ever come face to face with faith or failure, this podcast is for you. We talk about it all. The good, the bad, the real, the wrong. From relationships to redemption, from business to finance, race, religion, politics, injustice, and more. If you've said screw it to it, we're probably talking about it. Which will you choose? Join our host now, Carlos Jones and Jordan Jones for the Screw It Podcast. Go take it away, Pastor Jay. Well, good morning, everyone. How's it going? Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are. We want to welcome you to the Screw It, Screw It, Screw It podcast. Thank you all so much for coming. Before we get started, we'd like for you all to get to know us, right? Whenever you're talking to someone, right, or listening to them, you want to know who you're talking to, right? So we want to introduce uh, ourselves. I'll start off. My name is Pastor Jordan Jones. Uh, but I always tell people before I'm a pastor, number one, I am a husband, I am a father, and I am a friend. And so th- those are my duties in life uh, uh, to to uh, lead the household um, of my own home. But then I thank God for ordaining me to be uh, a pastor and, and to uh, lead also an inspiration church. And so those are a few things that I do. I'm the community pastor there. So I'm always in the community. Uh, we do a lot of things with high schools. We do a lot of things uh, with uh, charitable events or uh, anyone who's doing anything that may show love, uh, that may show that they're living or that may show that they're leading in the way that God would want them to. Um, I am 28 years old, getting ready to be uh, 29. I know I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I hear my back. You hear my back? That's my back and that's my neck. But uh, I'm 29. Uh, me and my wife, we love uh, doing adventurous um, adventurous things. Uh, outside of that, man, my, my sole purpose in life is to uh, love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, and soul, to love my neighbor as myself, and to make sure that I spread love. But more than that, my mission right now is to love, live, and lead. So that's all for me, Pascal. Let's take it away. Yo, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, everybody. My name is Carlos Jones. I am the pastor, lead pastor at Inspiration Church. Uh, I am the husband of Sparkle Jones. Yes, that is her real name. And uh, I've got three kids, Summer, Carlos, and uh, Carson. And so I am the, uh, I'm a son, like Pastor Jones, I'm a son. I am a father. Uh, I, I am a community member. I have two sisters uh, and I just love I love living life. You know, at, at the age of um, what was I in the uh, what, 10, I tried to commit suicide. And ever since uh, God has given me new life, I live life with a new perspective. So, hey, at 10, I said, screw it. And I've been saying screw it ever since. And uh, I'm great. I'm glad to do that. I'm a businessman. I'm a business owner. Uh, I do all types of things. I've always got something. I'm a financial investor. Uh, I do all types of things because I don't believe that people should just eat off of ministry and ministry will not make you rich. But I believe that God has given us talents. He's given us gifts that we can use outside of that. So, yeah, you may see me driving around in two Porsches and Lamborghinis, but that is not because of the church's tithes and offering. That is because uh, I own a car rental business. So, so uh, oh, we are good uh, to go there. So we're thankful for you guys joining on with us this morning. Somebody asked the question, how did you and uh, Pastor Jordan meet? And so what happened, uh, Pastor Jordan had just gotten back and uh, I was the chaplain at uh, Hightower High School uh, for the football team. And so we would go in and give motivational messages and uh, talk to the kids and talk to 
the, the coaches and, you know, pray for them and also give them something spiritual to chew on as they get ready for the big game. And uh, Coach McGinnis came up to me. Uh, he called me. He said, hey, um, a young man just came back. His, his name is Jordan. He said uh, he wants to get involved. You know, he's, he's been involved before. And he said, man, if you could just let him speak or let him come on, y'all team up together. He said, I think you'll like him. Uh, he's pretty good. I said, hey, we got somebody coming in. Perfect. Let's let's do it. And uh, so he came in, and as he came uh, to the uh, to the practice or to the pregame, I said, uh, "Hey, man, you you want to say something?" And man, Pastor Jordan got in there and, and he killed it. Uh, and so ever since then, we started working together, and uh, we, you know, he became the, the chaplain. And so later, uh, some other things took a spin, but that's how we met. That's how we formed, and uh, that's how things kind of started off. Yeah, man, it, it was an amazing experience too. Uh, almost meet the older version of me, uh, if if that makes sense. And so ever since then, we and then I say screw it, and then I give it over to God, and then it, it goes terribly right. So it's it's crazy how you know uh, the, the wrongs can be righted when we give up, but it's not giving in. It's saying I'm giving it up to God, not giving up and walking away from it. And I think in those moments, that's what it that's what it teaches us. So in, in those moments, you know, what do we learn about ourselves? Um, when we say screw it, I think the thing that I learned about myself is that I do have a threshold. Um, I have a mental threshold. I have a physical threshold. and I have a spiritual threshold. And when those thresholds are met, I feel like I am overwhelmed. And, and normally, you know, tentatively, I'm a person that tries to charge through everything. You know, if it's a brick wall past the day and something I, I need to get on the other right. side, let's go. You know, I, I don't care how how uh, how many layers of concrete. I don't care right. how many how many bricks. I'm going to do my best to get through it, no matter the pain. And I think that that's a gift. But everybody doesn't have that gift. But sometimes that gift uh, can screw you if you if you if you're not uh, careful. I remember, you know, I, I have a, an addiction to gambling. I say I have an addiction because I still have that itch uh, that comes uh, from time to time. I've struggled with pornography, um, and then I, you know, in my single days I struggle with womanizing. And so even in those moments of, of having those, that screwed mentality is not good when you have an addiction because you'd be like, you know, I know this is wrong, but yeah. screw it. And, and when you say screw it, you know, you wind up $60,000 in debt and uh, you can't tell anybody about that. My wife probably just heard this for the first time. Yeah, so, so that's it. That's it for it. me, guys. Screw it. So if there's anybody, no. Uh, so so it's, it's those type of, of things, knowing yourself. You have to know thyself. And as you know yourself, you'll know what your propensity is to know what you need to do. So now I know in my mind, if I'm getting to the screw it moment, I know that I'm on the verge of my breakthrough. And so, hey, this whole podcast is about being on the verge of your breakthrough and being able to say screw it all the way into your destiny. So what, what yes, are you sir. I think I think that when it comes for me in situations where you say screw it, I think that I learn more about myself. I learn where I am yeah. and I learn where I need to be. Right. Uh, in those moments where uh, everything is going terribly wrong, it shows me uh, it reveals to myself, to me, it's a mirror to me and shows me uh, what I need to tighten up, what I need to do. Uh, let's just say if, if something went uh, wrong in marriage, maybe I can be uh, more attentive. Maybe I can stay off the phone more. Now, when things go uh, terribly right, which is which is uh, good, and you say, screw it, what I'm saying in that moment is I'm saying, instead of me saying, okay, well, things are right, let me just you know, hang and, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm saying, screw it. I need to be better. Let me move forward. Uh, whenever a, uh, a carpenter, I know one time I was uh, building something uh, with the screw. And if you don't apply the right force on the screw, what happen is, is it will go through the wood yeah. and not straight into the wood. And yeah. so what you do is when it goes terribly wrong, you, you learn from that. You were, you, 
uh, reverse the screw, pull it out, and then you push it in to make it go terribly right. And so I think that in those terribly wrong moments, I'm able to adjust and see and take that drill and unscrew. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Somebody asked me, they said, why did you all decide to do the Screw It podcast? Well, the Screw It podcast actually was birthed out of a book called Screw It. And it's a relationship book that check it uh, out right now. Right now, Amazon. Amazon. Go, go, go right now. Uh, get you a copy. Uh, but I wrote the book because many of us struggle with marriage. Many of us struggle with relationships. We struggle with conversations. We struggle with that. And so uh, I preached through a sermon series called Screw It. Uh, thanks to, to Kia, who uh, helped me come up with that name. Shout out to Kia Franklin uh, for that. And, uh, you know, it was a shocker. A lot of people was like, oh, I don't know about this sermon series. But it was powerful. It was probably one of the most popular things that we did. Uh, and in it, I talk about, you know, me and my wife. Uh, so just a little background. So I got married. I started a church and I started a clinical pastoral education program all at the same time. That's a lot. Yeah. And uh, and so when I got married, my parents told me, they said, uh, son, you need to go to counseling. But I was I just got out of divinity school. My wife was singing in the uh, the, the choir over at uh, Founder Praise. And so we were always in church. We were, you know, talking about Bible things. She was always at Bible study. So I was like, we don't need to go to counseling. We got Jesus. I got Jesus on the main line telling them what you want. And so I said, we don't need to go to counseling. And they said, son, I think you need to go to counseling. I said, well, no, we got faith. Because, you know, in church, they say, as long as you got faith, you can do anything. Faith the size of a mustard seed. You can move mountains. And if you can move mountains, you can move a marriage into the right direction. Well, all of that is a load of harsh walking. I don't know what that is. Uh, and so we got married, man. And for the first six months, man, it was terrible. Like it, it was bad. It was it was bad. My, I, I would uh, she would get mad at me for like two or three weeks. I was tripping out. I was like, man, come on, stop doing this. The more she went away, the more I forced her. Then I started thinking about all my ex girlfriends and how I should have got married to somebody else. And so I remember going over to my dad's house, and I was like, man. I don't believe in divorce, but the Bible says nothing about an annulment. See, when you know the Bible, you know you can get around some things. Uh, so uh, my, my dad told me, he said, just slow down. He said, you know what? It sounds like you need some help. Y'all need to go to counseling. And we wound up going to counseling, man. And I promise you, one sheet of paper changed my whole marriage. One sheet wow. of paper. You know the paper uh, that talks about uh, how to have a conversation? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That how one, active yeah, act, and, Yes, communication. Yes, that one sheet of paper. Changed the whole game for us, man. So, hey, all you out there that are thinking about getting married, all of y'all out there that's living with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your uh, your y'all are co-laboring together, I promise you, go and do it the right way, and I promise you, it'll change the game. Go get the book, screw it. I promise you, it'll help you get to where you need to be. But since that book did so well, I said, you know what? We need to do a podcast, and we can talk about it because there are some things that we didn't put in the book uh, that I think that you guys need to, to, to definitely know. And so that's why we that's why we called it Screw It. But guess what? It translates into business. It translates yes. into uh, parenting. It translates into um, uh, the, the workplace. If you're a teacher or whatever, architect, whatever, we've all had moments where we've said, screw it. We said screw it. And so we want to extrapolate the screw it because we believe that when you say screw it, you on the verge of your biggest breakthrough. Yeah, it, it was really important for me to do Screw It when Pastor Carlos uh, gave me a call about it. I said, oh man, for sure I want to be a part of it. Uh, and when we sat down uh, in our meeting and we sat down at the round table, we were developing the ideas. Uh, we were speaking with uh, Miss Monique, who's an amazing person. She's been helping us. Shout out Monique! Um, and we sat down and, and three things uh, that made me want to do the podcast is we said we're going to be RTO. We're going to be real, we're going to be transparent, and we're going to be open. And I believe that 
in our realness, our transparency, and our openness, and our being vulnerable, that's what allows people to grow. That's what allows people to hear your story, and they can see, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Or, okay, they have been or are going through something that I'm facing. A lot of times in the uh, in the Christian uh, community, uh, we highlight our, our good times. We highlight those moments that go terribly right, as we spoke, totally right, as we spoke about. And we never talk about those moments that went terribly wrong, where we said, screw it. And so in this podcast, uh, you'll be hearing me and Pastor Carlos, you uh, will be sharing some of our testimonies, some of our experiences, and also some of the guests that we'll have uh, on. I will be sharing some things that uh, I'm almost certain if you listen to this podcast, you have dealt with also. And so I believe that uh, it's going to be amazing. So when I heard, I said, we got to do it. Sign me up. We got to do it. Hey, tell me a little bit about your, because you had some relationship issues going sure. on too. And we're in an office that means a lot. Uh, to you and your, sure. your your wife. So tell us a little bit about about that. So um, I have an amazing wife, a beautiful wife. She's so gorgeous. Her name is Erica Juanita Jones. Uh, and so when we uh, first decided uh, to get married, we were engaged for about, um, we were engaged for about, what was that, four or five months? Around the time, roughly around that time. And so uh, anyway, I was telling Pastor Carlos, I came to the office one day and I remember we were working on um, our sermon series and I was just out of it. My mind was so uh, bottled and, and so and fizzled with so much stuff. And so I just told Pastor Carlos, hey, Pastor Carlos, you know, I don't want to move forward. You know, I don't want to get married. And Pastor Carlos told me, just wait, uh, do some counseling. He said, you know, I'm, if that's the decision you want to make, I'm going to stick with you. But I want to give you this advice. I took that advice. And to this day, we just made five But what's so funny is, is in the same place that I said, screw it. Uh, I don't want to get married anymore is the same place where I said, screw it, let's get married. Yeah. And so that screw it uh, began to change in my life. And so uh, in, in me and my wife's life, we counsel other couples, but that don't that does not mean that we don't encounter uh, problems. That does not mean that we don't encounter drama. Actually, I think that because we're helping people and because <laughs> we're talking to people, we encounter more. Uh, now, when we speak to people, we're able to understand them. Oh, We've been there. So a lot of times when we talk to people, we say, oh, we've been there. We know what they're going through. Uh, so so we're able to uh, then uh, sympathize and empathize with them. And so, yeah, in, in, in my life, I've had relationship problems and I've also had relationship issues. But thank God that those uh, very problems and issues have turned positive. That's good. Hey, get the book Screw It. You need to do it uh, because it's going to transform your life. And I think that's that's what this thing is all about. It's about being Deeply relatable to people that are on the breaking edge of saying, screw it. And I believe that that's what we are going to, to be able to lead you through, through. Uh, who is this audience uh, hoping to reach? I believe that we are going to reach uh, anybody that's on the verge of quitting, anybody that's in the struggle, anybody that loves information. Nosy people will probably be our best uh, customers and listeners because we're going to tell you some stuff that that you may not hear on a Sunday morning at your church, or if you don't go to church, you may not hear it at all. But we're going to be real honest, uh, RTO, real transparent and open about our lives because we believe that our lives are, are, are have been uh, uh, birthed so that we can give wisdom. You know, it's one thing to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from somebody else's oh, mistakes. Sir, it's uh, much better. Yeah, so you can learn from, from what we've been through, things that we've done, uh, and maybe you can share because we'll have different guests come on. Uh, you'll be able to call in and we'll be able to listen to uh, your screw it moments and how they were able to be uh, turned from terribly wrong uh, 
you're totally right. Yeah, I think the audience for uh, Screw It is uh, anybody that breathes. Are you breathing? Yeah. yeah Screw yeah. It is for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's definitely great. So uh, we're going to jump into some some crazy messages real quick. Um, and I'm going to ask you some questions, Pastor Jordan. You have one minute to answer this question. All right. Okay. Okay. How do you hope to capture a captive audience around the topics that are impacting our society today? How do I hope to capture a captive audience around the top topics that are impacting our society today? Uh, the way that I, I, I hope to uh, captivate someone is to allow them to know that the very same things you're facing, I'm facing also. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm not just talking about uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I'm speaking to um, uh, anyone who has been in prison and, and don't have voter rights. I don't care what color you are. I'm speaking to uh, anyone who has uh, observed, uh, has that has went through injustices in the in the judicial system. I believe that that's who I'm trying to capture because I'm facing the same things as you are. And I believe that when we connect, you can grow. I can grow from your experiences. You can grow from mine and we can make the world a better place. That's good. So I believe that um, I will connect with the business leaders. I believe I'm going to connect with the politicians. I believe I'm going to connect with the fathers. I'm going to believe I'm going to connect with the, um, the husbands and, uh, uh, Maybe the wives as well, of course. Uh, teachers, I've been a teacher. I've been in the edu education system. Uh, I've worked in colleges. I've also worked uh, in retail. And so those are all places and people that I'll be able to connect with. But I believe that as we're genuine, my soul is going to connect with your soul. And as the spirit begins to speak and, and as we get on those same vibrations, right, as they, say, as they say, as we get on that same spiritual connection, then I think we're going to be breathing life. And, and we're going to breathe that inspiration because inspiration is the breath of God. And so once we start to breathe that, man, I I believe that it's going to change society. I believe that we have the word in us. It's, it's going to come out, not in a traditional standpoint, but it's going to flow through us. And then as, as it flows through us, I believe that it's going to change the hearts and the minds of people and allow us to be able to grow. Yes, sir. Well, uh, Jesus says, I've come to set the captives free. That yes. was one of one of his missions. And so what do you mean, Jesus, I come to set the captives free? Well, how could you set me free if it was years ago? It was his words. Yes. And so I believe that our words that that, that we speak are life because they, they're, they, they're from the word of God. And I believe that that's what will set people free. Uh, the testimonies, um, um, our experiences, what we've yeah. been through, that's what sets people free, uh, not by you going to their situation and pulling them out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, next question. Does America have a racist problem? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we, we have a racist problem. Um, I believe that I believe that the racism comes in uh, when we don't even love ourselves. Yeah. We don't understand how to love ourselves. If you can't love yourself, right. I'm for sure not going to love you. Right. And I think that it's I think that it's even more than just a color issue. It could also be class and creed and all these other type mm -hmm. of things. That's why in the Bible, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And a lot of people uh their minds go straight to the, okay, let me love people. But he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So for me to love people, I must first learn how to love myself. Right. And when I love myself and I truly love myself, that's my impurities, the things I don't like about myself, the ugliness, the things that I, 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 I'm not proud of. When I begin to uh, love those things, then I can love someone who don't look like me, someone who may have uh, things that I don't agree with, someone right. who may do stuff that I'm not proud of. Why? Because I love myself at that moment and now love can be translated. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, for me, I, I we do have a racist problem, but you know what? That's like saying that we have a sin problem. Yeah, we'll always have it. But I think what do we allow racism to do for us? I'm, a, I'm an African-American male or a black male or, you know, pigment, whatever, melanin male, whatever you want to call it. I'm brown skinned. 
and uh, I can allow racism to affect me. I can allow racism to hinder me. I can allow racism to keep me down. I can allow racism to make me get on food stamps. I can allow racism to uh, say that I have this looking glass ceiling and I can't do no better. I can go into all of these places, but I think that when I take and understand that I have power, that I got power and life and death in my tongue, that I have given the ability that God has created me in such a season and a place as this, then I can rise up above what anybody thinks about me. And I think until we stop comparing ourselves, until we stop trying to grow up in a white man system and say, forget that system, we're going to create our own system and roll with it, then I think that's when we overcome. I have appreciated these last few years with Trump being in office, and not because of anything he's done that's been great, but because we have pulled together. Black businesses are being able to support each other. Black people are connecting and we're working together. And that's what it's all about. It happened in the 60s. That happened when Martin Luther King was there. We went to sleep for a long time. But I believe right now we are woke. Wake up, America. Uh, (laughs) And and since we're woke, I believe that we're moving the needle. And I don't want to get rocked back to sleep because only babies get rocked. And I don't want to get rocked. I want us to continue to move forward and do that. Yeah. Because, Carlos, no one, uh, if you're not a black male in America, you'll never understand what it means to be a black male in America. Yeah. How when I go into the store, uh, they look at me and all this type of stuff. And I know for sure I have the money to pay. This is a right. corner store to right. buy whatever I need to get. But uh, how they look at me now. Here's the question. If we know that this racism is going on, now that means that you have power. Right. Because are you going to allow it to affect you? Man, y'all looking at me in the right. grocery store. Or are you going to say, well, they're looking at me in the grocery store. Whatever. Right. You know, I don't care. I look that. back at them. I'll be I like, hey, what's you, how are you today? Yes, you know, because and, I'm not going to allow that evil to overcome it. me. And that's how you handle racism. Right. Whenever you you play football, I right. play football or basketball, whenever you're at a basketball game or any game, you always have people who are for you and you always have people who are against you. Right. Whenever you go to a weight court, the whole stadium is uh, is against you, but you have a few people for you. And I've always been uh, uh, taught and, and learned to focus on those who are with you and, right. and, and not those who are against you. And yeah. so that's what racism is. And so... You focus on it, but you want to focus on the things that yeah. are positive. And for all of you all out there that are climbing the corporate ladder and you can't get the position because uh, there are uh, looking glass ceilings in, in, in front of it, I promise you that in the moment that, that you dig deep and that you look at all of your options, I believe there's going to be a way for you to get to the place where you need to be. It may not be that seat at that place. That may not be what God is calling you to be, but I believe that uh, God is going to lead you to where you need to be. And he's going to open up a door for you that no man can close. He's going to raise up a generation that no man can kill. And he's going to allow you to be able to do what God has called you to do in this season. Hold on. We got a question. Clarify your political view on Trump administration being, well, well, I believe that in uh, the Trump administration, we've seen racism blatantly. We have seen things that have been done uh, against people of color uh, that has been blatant, whether it's been voluntarily or involuntarily, it has been done uh, unto us. And even with the George Floyd thing, and even with the different murders of uh, Sandra Bland and all of these people that have lost their life um, because of police brutality, uh, we have seen that there has been some injustice. And I'm thankful to all of my white, Italian, uh, Native American, uh, Hispanic, all of the people that have said, I'm not going to be silent this time. We're going to stand up and we're not going to take it anymore. And since we've been able to band together with those people, uh, with, the, with the coalition of people that have like mindedness, we have been able to wake up and say, you know what? It's not about waiting at, for somebody to give us a chance. We're not waiting for reparations. We're not waiting for them to open up the door. We're not waiting for them to give us a seat. We're going to take what's ours. 
because we're valuable, man. We spend so much money in this uh, uh, America. We have, when we were brought over here, we was brought over here to build America. This is our America. We don't need to go back to Africa. Y'all need, I mean, <laughs> we don't have to go back nowhere because I was born here and we're going to live here and we're going to grow here and we are going to make sure that we do what uh, we have been placed in this country to do. And I'm not going back anywhere. I'm, I'm staying here because I'm going to go back to where I came from, which is uh, Missouri City, Texas, and we'll represent, and I'm about to block. Please stand by for this screw it rant moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a screw it rant moment. <laughs> no, but I think that that's what we have uh, coming up, and that's what's going on. So uh, for this upcoming election, man, what do you want to see? We got Kamala uh, comma, comma, love. You got to make sure you say it right. Kamala on the ticket with Joe Biden. We got Trump running again for four years. What are are your hopes for the next four years with the leader? Well, my my hopes for the next four years, uh, even with the uh, Joe Biden situation, I know that uh, Joe Biden brought on a African American woman to run alongside of him uh, as vice president, and all those things, all those things look good. But I think that for us, we need to be aware and understand who we're voting for, uh, and not just go out there and vote because someone brought someone on who looks right. like you. Now, all those things are great, and all those things are fine, but I don't want us to get caught up. Uh, uh, in that in that brush, as it were, and then find out that it was wrong. So what I'm what, uh, the thing that I want that I want to see happen in this election is I want someone who is going to lead with justice, who is going to lead with understanding, and someone whose political views are going to uh, uh, understand that someone's may not look like yours, and if it doesn't look like yours, we don't just talk about you or put you to the right. side. I know right. that Donald Trump uh, has no filter, uh, but someone who can just. Uh, uh, lead not only uh, the country, but we can see in their life that they're a good leader. Uh, whenever we can, uh, you can compare, and I'm not trying to compare people, but you can compare um, uh, two different families from uh, the Obamas uh, to, to, to Trump, and you see the variation of problems. You see how much is going on here, how the administration broke down, all this, all that, all that. And then you see uh, how Obama handled things, and you just say, it's not so much that I want someone who's my color or who looks like me. I want someone who's a leader, and you can see that they're a leader, right. and it and it intrudes out of them. Right, yeah. I, I want somebody to set a good example. You know, even if it's a political, even if it's a, a face mask or a mask that they're hiding behind, I would rather there be somebody that, that does not get out and spew hate. Uh, I would rather somebody get up there and be able to, to be presidential in their response to tumultuous times. Do we think that the president will have the answer to all things? No. Will they mess up? Yes, as all leaders mess up. But I believe that when you listen to the people that are around you, you have a better chance of making good good decisions. So I want people that are going to listen. I think that uh, President Trump is a great businessman. I think he has a great business model. But when it comes to like pandemics and when it comes to things that affect us, uh, our health and, and uh, society and how we feel about each other, that may not be his strong suit. And so, but I believe that, you know, President Obama had the charisma, right? You can make you love him, but there were still some things that were that were passed on his presidency that I don't agree with either. So I'm not looking for the president to do anything for us because the president owes me nothing. But I believe that it's it's for our local people that are our officials, our attorneys, our prosecutors, our uh, judges, our people that we uh, can go out and vote for. Uh, in those two years after that, those are the people that are going to make the difference for us. And so I'm not looking for the president to change anything for me. My parents said they did good under George Bush. They did good under Bill Clinton. They did good under the other Bush. They did good under Obama. They did even better under Trump. And so it's not about the presidential leader. It's about us being able to know our power, know our worth, and be able to jump out there and do what God has called us to do. I serve one God. He is my master. The Bible tells us to work 
unto him and not like working for human masters, but working unto the Lord. And so I believe that as we work unto the Lord, God is going to open those doors economically. He's going to open those doors spiritually. He's going to open those doors for us to be socially uh, uh, power empowered to be able to do what we can do in this season. And I think that's what's happening. Yes, sir. I, I think that I think that the biggest thing with uh, President presidency that we see. I think that is based on character, man. I think that your character has to remain the same stagnant. When we look at Christ, his character remained the same. And so uh, I think that uh, it's a character issue. Right. And when, you're, when your character is flawed, it will always come out. So uh, we got to tighten up on our character. And I'm, I'm talking about presidencies all the way down to the elected officials that you were speaking about in the yeah. community. Yeah, that's good. All right. So we're going to we're gonna hop off the politics because I'm hot. Ah. <laughs> but uh, uh <laughs> hey so go back I'll take it back to to something more personal uh okay answer these questions you only have 30 seconds okay. what is love 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 is patient love is kind love does does not envy love does not boast uh, uh love believes all loves hopes all things loves through all right i know you know that that's scripture but what is love love is putting someone in the position before yourself. To me, that's what I consider love. Love is taking that that selfless seat, that second fiddle, and putting someone before you and treating them as you would want to be treated. What is happiness? Happiness to me is only based off what's happening. Uh, that happiness word for me, people, uh, I know one time I, I, I told my wife, I was like, man, I, I just can't make you happy. And I realized I can't make her happy. Her happiness, uh, I was never uh, designed to uh, make her happy. Uh, then I had to remember that uh, happiness is based off of what's happening. And a lot of people get happiness uh, mixed up sometimes with uh, 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 being blessed. I'm, I'm happy because I'm blessed. Are you blessed because you're happy? And so, yeah, that that that's what I believe happiness is. Okay. And then what is your hope for relationships? My hope for relationships is that, uh, number one, my hope for relationships is that you develop the true relationship uh, with God. Whenever you have that vertical relationship you're, uh, in, in line, your horizontal relationships go right. So even when we're talking about marriage, when we're talking about friendships, when we're talking about work relationships, I believe that you must first develop and understand what that true relationship looks like with God. That's that's in love. That's in communication. That's in listening. That's in trusting. That's in believing. That's in receiving. All those things uh, uh, come and and in relationships, and that's what I want for relationships. I want you to first understand the true relationship uh, with the Creator, and then allow that relationship to flow into your other relationships. That's good. That's good. If I had to define love, I would say that love has no feelings. Love is all about sacrifice. Uh, I thought I knew what love was when I was dating because it was like, oh, yeah. I'm in love. Let's, let's Ooh, girl, I love that. Oh, man, I just love her. And then when I got married, I was just like, man, I hate her, but I, I have it's, to love it's her. It's a thin line. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a thin yeah. Line. And uh, and so love is a sacrifice. And so when we talk about love is patient, that's a sacrifice. Like patience is not something that you you go into and say, I, I can't wait to practice patience with you, girl. But when we say I love you, that's what we're saying. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you even though you're 30 minutes late. I'm going to wait on you, although you wait to the last minute to get ready before we need to be at somewhere. I'm going to to be kind to you even when you're angry with me. I'm not going to allow your emotions or your attitude to dictate how I'm going to treat you in the next moment. Just because you popped off and went off on me in Walmart doesn't mean that I'm going to do the same. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to not be self-seeking. When I make this decision for you, I am going to make it for us, not based on the emotions or the feelings of right now. Because feelings and emotions change, right? Depending if you just had some MSG I learned yesterday, that can make you go off. <laughs> or, not go off or, not, or not go off. So what you eat 
can change that, but I'm going to love you unconditionally, which means I'm going to sacrifice myself to make sure that you have what you need. Happiness, I believe that it, you know, it comes and it goes. You know, it's based on what happens. And I believe that joy is what I'm I'm seeking for. Joy unspeakable. Joy that I can be joyful even when I lose something, joyful when I lose a loved one or a child, joyful when I am in positions. And joy doesn't always mean that I am I'm smiling or that I'm happy, but I have something inside of me that's allowing me to keep going and says that I'm not going to quit. I'm going to continue to move forward now. And I believe that, you know, uh, as far as relationships, man, I believe that what God has put together, let no man has put asunder. But what Satan has put together, that's it need to be destroyed. That need to be shut down. It needs to be, uh, dis, you know, disconnected because I believe that, you know, not everybody are supposed to be together. People can say that and people talk about soulmates. I don't believe in soulmates because the Bible doesn't talk about soulmates. My, my, my belief system does not give uh, credence to that. But I believe that there are people that, that God has allowed to come into our lives. And I believe that when he allows us to work together, because that's what it is. You know, even back in the day when marriages came together, it was it was a business transaction. You know, you would have to bring cattle and goats and sheep and things of that sort. And it was a rain. So it wasn't based off of your attraction with somebody. It wasn't based off of, I feel like I'm loved. No, it was saying, okay, these persons have these morals and values. These people have these morals and values. We're going to connect them because they have similar things and they're going to grow a family out of that. And so knowing that in different cultures, marriages have come about in different ways in, in America, we have been probably one of the earlier countries to be able to marry off of what we would term love. But that love is just based off of emotion. That's why we see divorces at an all-time high, because people are based off of emotions. Today, I like you, Pastor Jordan, but tomorrow, if I see you in a red shirt and I'm a crib, I may not like you. You know, So, so we, we, we may switch and choose uh, based on what, we, what, what we're going through. But I believe that, that when we make a real decision to say, you know what, this person is the person I want to betroth everything that I have. I don't want to keep money away from this person. I don't want to keep love away from this person. I want to make sure that this person is just like me. Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Your wife or your husband is your neighbor. And that's that's the person that you have to love, even in spite of their deficiencies, their shortcomings and their insecurities and the things that they struggle with. I'm going to love you in regards to what is going on. So we got about yes, three sir. minutes left. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Pastor Carlos, I have a really great chiropractor. I'm going to uh, share his number with you. Okay, because uh, you'll be sleeping on the couch after some things you said about your wife today. <laughs> that hey, was guys, your wife. Listen. I was talking about your wife. Oh, that's my wife. <laughs> hey, guys, listen. Thank you all for joining us today. We literally have two minutes to close out. Pastor Carlos, you got anything you want to share? So, so after I say a word, I want you to say screw it. Okay. Finances. Screw it. Gambling. Screw it. Jail. Screw it. Struggles. Storm. Baby mama. Screw it. Baby daddy. Screw it. Politics. Screw it. Love. Screw it. Marriage. Screw it. Divorce. Screw it. Racism. Screw it. Religion, failure, screw it, faith, light, walking away, screw it, screw it, screw it, screw it, screw it, screw it, doubt, screw it, fear, screw it, porn, screw it, bad credit, tripping, screw it, sex, screw it, just do it, screw it, say ABC, suicide, screw it. Hey, if you didn't get the message, the message is just screw it, just screw it. If you want to do it. Screw it. Hey, listen, guys, we love you all. Please make sure as you go through your week, as you go through your month, uh, as you're checking out these uh, podcasts, always remember in life, you must go through it. Just do it. Screw it. Let's pray for the people. Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be able to be over the airways. 
We're praying, Father, that we've encouraged somebody. We pray that we've uh, spoken to somebody in their screwed moments, Father. I pray that as we get to the screwed moments, we know that we're being set up, Father, for the transformation of our lives. Just as we said screwed about our marriages, Father, we now are celebrating years and months, God, in because you've given us wisdom, instruction, and direction. I pray for direction for everybody that's listening on the sound of my voice, that they'll leave and get some information, that they'll get some insight from the Holy Spirit that will speak into their spirits and allow them to be able to move and go to the places that God has called them to go. Father, I thank you, Lord, for uh, doing and working a perfect work. I thank you for doing what you've created us to do, and I pray that we'll walk in it with love, joy, and peace. Father, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, and we always say this when we're exiting church. Remember to love, live, live, and lead. And don't forget to screw it. Peace. We'll see you next podcast. Thanks for joining the Screw It Podcast with the Joneses, Carlos and Jordan Jones. If you've ever come face to face with faith or failure, this podcast is for you. Keep up with the podcast. Follow the Screw It Podcast hashtag. Get the book available now on Amazon and join us for another episode real soon.